0: got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hey ghoul friends, it's Celeste. Just want to let you know that this episode does contain references to suicide. If this is triggering to you, then we recommend that you maybe skip this episode. And now on to the show. Hello there, and welcome to episode two of the Ghoul Friends podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we are glad you survived episode one. Thank you for not leaving, (laughs) and we're happy to have you. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Thanks, Mom and Dad. And we're coming to you from a a gray and, frankly, depressing Massachusetts today. The weather has been nasty Nasty, out. Nasty, yeah. So, to get this episode going, Caitlin, I have kind of a random question for you. Let's go. Did you ever have, and this will date us, so... (laughs) Did you ever have an American Girl doll?
1: Oh, yes, I did. I had Molly. She had, like, the glasses and the the two braids.
0: Right. And for those that are younger than us, this was kind of like a 90s phenomenon. I think
1: they still have them. But it was, like, the hot ticket. Like, you were cool shit if you had an American Girl. My neighbor, Melissa, you know Melissa? Yeah. She had a bitty baby. And I was so friggin' jealous. Was that, like, the American... It's like a the baby, baby version. Yeah, it's like a like a little oh, infant, and I was so jealous because I was like, I want Molly. And then after, I was just like, I don't want her anymore. I want a baby.
0: <laughs> you just got you toss it <laughs> up, and I have to say, you know, a public service announcement for all of our parents. I'm so sorry we asked for them because turns out they're friggin' expensive, <laughs> yeah. like obscenely expensive, and they yeah. had the
1: store where you could like go yeah. buy outfits and get their hair done. Yeah, <laughs> like, I got in trouble because I took it? the braids out. <laughs> I like combed it out, and then she had like
0: crimped hair after that. Yeah, just never looked the same. (laughs) Like my mom
1: got so pissed.
0: Oh my god! So I had one as well. I had Felicity, Uh and she, I think, was from the colonial era. (laughs) Um, You know, I wanted her so bad. I begged my mom. I finally got her for Christmas, and I think I had that doll for a total of two weeks before (laughs) it went straight back to colonial times (laughs) because I couldn't deal. It was the creepiest thing. Do you remember that their little eyelids would flutter? Up and
1: down. Yeah, because when you lay them back, they go to sleep.
0: That's terrifying. <laughs> Something not living should be able to close its eyes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, talking about weird dolls and creepy dolls, that kind of takes us to today's topic, don't you think? Yeah, but time out. What? I that doll in Maine. Oh. <laughs> Grammy Atlas doll. <laughs> so, to understand this, you must know that I am absolutely petrified of creepy dolls. Not haunted ones. Just any doll. Like, I don't like any dolls in my house. Yeah. Describe what this doll looked like, because it was nightmare fuel.
1: <laughs> it was super old. It had the fluttering eyes, but, like... Problem number one. They didn't really work, so, like, she kind of had, like, cross eyes. She like, had one eye open, one eye Yeah, shut. one eye looking at you, one eye looking for you. Was oh. like, woo, go ahead. All over the place. Um, it was great Grammy Eiley, so my great-grandmother when She was a small child. So right. So this thing's, like, literally 100 years old. And she decided one day she just didn't like the baby's hair, And like gave the baby a buzz cut, so this doll is like crooked eyes and like chopped off hair. (laughs) It's it is really creepy. And then mom left it in the bed. Remember when you pulled the covers down? It was under the covers. For
0: that little treat, (laughs) Um, that
1: yeah, I'm glad I went to the restroom before I came in the room (laughs) because I think I might have done it then. (laughs) <laughs> the thing is creepy. It's very creepy. Okay, sorry to cut you off, but that it's all had to, right. that had it's to all get right. in there. Let's
0: veer back on track here. We were talking about creepy objects and creepy dolls. Mm-hmm. Because today we're talking about haunted objects, which, as we discovered, terrifyingly enough, aren't just limited to dolls. Nope. So, you know, just buckle up, because we did some research, we found some interesting ones, and yep. would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? Sure. I can go. Okay.
1: Um, so mine is not so much a doll, it's a painting. Um called The Anguish Man. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. It's super creepy. You should probably Google the picture if you're listening and just get a sense of, like, what this creepy painting looks like. Um, so there's this grandma that has this painting for 25 years and just always had it in storage and tried to bring it to the house and just always put it back into storage. And she had a grandson, his name was Sean Robinson, um, who after she had passed, he inherited the painting. <laughs> Sorry,
0: we, we don't have a haunted object going wild in the background. We have a haunted not a haunted. We just have a dog who's decided today is the day he's going to start flipping out.
1: <laughs> Can you, you stop? relax.
0: It's all right. Keep going.
1: Uh, okay. So, anyway, so he gets this painting and just never mm-hmm. understood why it kind of would like show up in the house and then she'd get rid of it and just like, "Oh, it went back into storage." And right. he said it was always just kind of like creepy and never right. he never really liked it. So, he did a little research on it. Um and basically found out that this guy had painted this but used his blood, like, mixed his blood into the oil paint. Wow. And painted it. And after he finished it, he committed suicide. Wow. And so, obviously, it's not... I mean, it's
0: not funny, but it's... No, suicide's not funny, but that is... It's interesting. I
1: mean, I just never thought I would put blood into, you know, paint, but did so yeah <laughs> it's haunted sure um so she grandma basically said like it just i love it i don't want to get rid of it but it just doesn't belong in a house mm-hmm. and he's like what's the big deal guy didn't have room for it so he just kind of put it in his basement now did he know the backstory
0: after I mean, yeah the grandma oh, okay. basically
1: never said anything about it and why she didn't like it just mm-hmm. said like it doesn't belong in a house right but then it was just like no, i'm dead like here you can have it until
0: <laughs> here, you can have it. Okay, <laughs>
1: so <laughs> he gets it, and he's just like, "I'll put it in my basement." Like, mm-hmm. I don't want it in my house, you know, like right. on display in my you know dining room. But so he puts it in the basement, and a couple nights go by, and like nothing happens. And he's like, "All right, cool, like it's fine." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he hears he has no children, nothing. It's just him and his wife, mm-hmm. and he starts hearing this like crying sound but like a crying from like a grown adult not like a baby or anything and so he like oh goes no. and investigates and it sounds like it's in the basement and then he gets <laughs> of course it's in the
0: basement it's never it's, in the living
1: room no. <laughs> you know during the day yeah, sounds like out. broad daylight mm-hmm. um and then it stops and it kind of goes away mm-hmm. and so it would kind of one night it would happen and then a couple nights would go by and nothing would happen and then they started seeing a dark figure at the end of their bed <laughs> and they would the the crying and screaming started coming like up like it sounded oh, like it was on the first floor like it was a lot closer and then oh, they no. said that they heard the screaming and crying like in the corner of their room and they could see the dark figure um, at the end of their bed and at this point did they think something might be going <laughs> yeah. on yes so they, they, they put it into storage that'd and, be the wise <laughs> plan for whatever reason, a couple of years later, they're like, "Let's try it again." <laughs> the As, worst that let's see happen. if it's not going to happen this time. So by this time, they had a they had a kid, a small child. He was like seven or eight, and okay. they mm-hmm. had the picture back in the basement. Right. And the kid took like a nasty fall mm. down the stairs. Okay. And um, he was okay, but they said the like I guess hauntings had started back up again. They were starting to see a figure. The kid was right. seeing a figure. The kid was hearing crying. Right. So he was going downstairs to like. He heard the sound, so he was going to see what it was and, mm-hmm. like, fell. And, like, he got pretty hurt, but he was okay. So, then they said, it's got to be the house. Like, they just refused to just say, it's it's the painting. Right. And the day they moved, the his father was helping them move, and the father fell down the stairs Ooh. and, like, broke a leg. Ouch. And, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> so, then they basically just said, like... We're done. It's definitely the painting. They definitely, right. you know, we're just like, no, we're good. So they called a paranormal investigator, and they took it and they brought it to this castle and. Because
0: let's, where is this all happening? It's in where? the UK. In the UK, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha.
1: And so. Called Chillingham Castle. Have you ever heard of Chillingham? I've never I heard of it.
0: I think it was on Ghost Hunters or Taps, like way. It's like way one of the most way. haunted
1: castles in the UK.
0: Or did you, I think it was on? Actually, I'm sorry. um Scariest places on Earth, which had uh. the lady that narrated and had the t- most terrifying voice that I've <laughs> ever heard. Yep. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, apparently there's a spirit there, and his name is John Sage, and he's just like an angry spirit. And uh-huh. so they're like, let's put the picture in with the angry guy. And so they started like the seance. And so all these investigators sat in a circle and the anguished man, the picture or the Mm -hmm. painting was kind of in the corner and a dark figure was said to arise like in the middle of their like little seance. Oh wow. And then a whole like church pew, like bench flipped upside down. Yep. And (laughs) they were like, nope. And so they basically thought it was this guy, John, who was just saying like, this is my, This is my castle. like you see kind of like
0: the head poncho in charge of the castle. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Yep. And so he like flipped the bench and so they basically just were like, no, it's haunted. So nobody really knows where the picture is. They don't know if he took Took it it back back. or if like the paranormal investigators kept it, but. Right. It's, that's pretty creepy.
0: That is very creepy. And my thoughts on that are, you know, how did they not realize it was the painting if like process of elimination says that the house has been fine and then the painting but, comes mm-hmm. in and then all this weird shit starts happening. And let me tell you, that painting would have been gone out of my house quick yeah. because you know, one time I woke up in the middle of the night and saw a pair of sweatpants folded up in the corner of the room and about died because I was so scared. <laughs> so, you know, no dark figures are going to be just hanging out mm-hmm. in the house. No, no.
1: I, you can't just get rid of something like that though. Like I'd be so superstitious that like it didn't leave. Like you can't just, that's a good question. What but it, it kind of seemed like when the painting was gone, nothing happened. So I'd just, I'd take a boat out to the middle of the ocean just, and chuck
0: it. <laughs> we'd be boating to the middle of the lake we live on and just dumping <laughs> her overboard. No, no. Because I've, that's a good question. Like, how do you dispose of a haunted object? What do you do with it? Call
1: the paranormal investigators what I would that's do. That's a, yeah. They probably kept it because I can't, I mean, especially with a young kid, like, getting sure. really hurt. I mean.
0: You can't. Yeah. You can't have oh, that going on. I know. Nay, nay. Well, that was significantly terrifying. Yeah. Thank you for that. Now, um, you know, I'm looking at everything in our house and wondering if it might be on Nothing. <laughs> you know, but when things fall over, it's usually the cats in our house. So yeah. it's real hard to, to tell what's going on.
1: Yep.
0: Well, thank you for that one. Yeah. Are you ready to hear mine? I absolutely am. So I did not do a painting, but I looked into something called the dark mirror. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you three guesses as to what that is. A mirror. It's a mirror, <laughs>
1: and I'll not t- a good mirror. No, I'll <laughs>
0: take mirror for four hundred, Alex. Um, yes, it's a mirror. It's not good.
1: Mirrors are creepy. The, exactly, and that's kind of what interested me. In like this. they always cover the mirrors when they're doing stuff.
0: That's that's actually. A, I think it's multiple cultures, but I know in the South that's a big one. Like I always grew up when you know someone passed away, the mirrors in the house were covered because it was thought that if they were uncovered, it could trap their souls essentially, uh-huh. and they couldn't pass. I think it kind of differs from culture to culture why you cover the mirror. But mirrors inherently are weird because it's like you're looking at yourself, Mm -hmm. but you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. Because you're only seeing your reflection. Yeah. That is, that's a really... Scotty,
1: my brother, has a really big superstition on mirrors. Like, he thinks like you're looking... He's weird, but <laughs> he's your, uh, your life is like in a mirror and you're looking out at everything like you'll never ooh. see because he said he's like, have you ever like passed by a mirror and like it kind of jumps you because like you see someone yeah. like he I don't, he goes off on like a tangent on that. And I, I find that really interesting.
0: It is really interesting. And, you know, the the fascination and the kind of being scared of mirrors drove me to look into yeah. this once I found it. okay um, So, let's get into it. It's just called The Dark Mirror? It's just called The Dark Mirror. So, essentially, The Dark Mirror is indeed a haunted mirror that is owned by the Museum, which is a traveling exhibit that has a bunch of haunted objects. Mm -hmm. So... This could just be a recipe for <laughs> disaster. Um, it is owned by Dana and Greg Newkirk, and they were actually on, I think, Paranormal Lockdown in an episode. Okay, and they may have brought the mirror with them I to miss an that show.
1: Sorry, I know.
0: I love it. There's not enough know. episodes in every season. I think they do like eight or yeah. ten, and no, it's just not. not fair. I need more. I need more. Um, so yes, they own it. They travel with these objects. They keep them in their home, which is terrifying. No, no, no. They're pretty much one of the only full-time like paranormal researchers in the field yeah And as I said, they've been on Paranormal Lockdown, I think as well as Finding Bigfoot. So kind of, they are well known. If you look them up, you will find a lot on them. Uh So Greg Newkirk's specialty includes cryptozoology and parapsychology. Mm -hmm. While Dana is a practicing witch and uses um, a combination of witchcraft and tarot to aid in investigating. And she has also been on the show Kindred Spirits. Oh, okay. Right.
1: So there are a lot of shows.
0: They are. So the mirror, and this makes it even more terrifying, just looks like a normal, normal mirror. It's got a gold frame. It's not very big from the photos which it's unassuming you would just know, think it's walk- like this big
1: right. like, beauty and the beast mirror exactly, know, room, like just
0: covered with this huge tarp right it's ornate it's gold yeah. and I looked on the Paramuseum's website to kind of get some more information they have a great website I highly recommend it mm-hmm. and I took a quote that I thought was interesting on kind of the origins of the mirror and how they got it So I believe Greg Newkirk said this. He said after attending a Columbus area psychic fair and purchasing the scrying mirror, the previous owner reported seeing nothing but terrible visions when gazing into the reflection. The mirror appears to act as a window into the fears of the gazer while simultaneously using the gazer as an energy source. Museum visitors have reported seeing themselves age, wink, smile, and even disappear. Though the appearance of, um, They've also seen the appearance of their own corpse staring back at them. Oh, nay, nay! Right,
1: <laughs> you
0: had me at own corpse. Yeah. Point.
1: Ooh, that's that's terrifying. It is so. Ooh.
0: Basically, they take this thing on the road, and people brave enough, they'll take the veil off of it and they'll look into it. And there's been, as the quote says, you know, numerous reports. People see themselves decaying. They see themselves age. Sometimes they see their... I've also read that they see, like, a black mass standing behind them. Uh Uh-oh. But essentially, anyone that looks in this mirror does not look longer than maybe 30 seconds. People just feel sick immediately and usually have to break their kind of gaze away from it. Yeah. Um, So where did the mirror come from? How did they get it? Who owned it? And why did they give it away? Though I think that's pretty obvious. (laughs) The woman who's referenced in the story, her name is Sarah... And she actually says that her mother is the one who bought the mirror at a fair and she was using it for scrying, which, as I read, is a way to induce psychic visions through looking into a reflective surface. But after getting this mirror, Sarah noticed that her mom had become withdrawn and basically would spend hours inside practicing scrying and was non-responsive. Depressed, basically just changed altogether. So finally Sarah took the mirror from her mom, contacted Dana and Greg, and they agreed to add it to their collection. What do you what do you think about all of that? So
1: That's pretty wild. I have one true. question for you. Yep, yeah, sure. Would you look into the mirror? Oh,
0: you know, I don't think I would. I would. Really? I would. I think
1: I would. I think oh. my curiosity would get the best. like I would have to do it. That isn't.
0: I don't know if I could. I just. I don't know what I would see. I, I think it's the fear of hearing all these stories really builds it up. Yeah. But if you're brave enough to do it, then I'll go <laughs> on your experience.
1: I would. I yeah. Mean.
0: My question is, how do Dana and Greg like keep all this stuff with them and not be affected? Which kind of like fueled the second portion of my research. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they have had things happening like happen to them as well. Essentially, they realized that covering the mirror was the best way to kind of stop the weird things from happening. I think they even had it in their living room at a point on their Mm mantle, And basically, when the mirror was uncovered, weird things would start happening, and it would be able to pull its own veil off. Like, the veil would magically come off of the mirror. mirror. So I think, in the end, they realized that it had to be contained, and I think they had it blessed and put into kind of a trunk or something to keep it under wraps until they would travel. So, isn't that weird
1: though? Like, how does putting <laughs> it in a, like blessing it and putting it in a trunk like stop something? Like, what what does that do to barrier? that object to make it right. like the Annabelle doll is right, in the, the case glass and it's like, just stuck in? Like, what does that kind of case surrounding it do? I don't like, know. It, is this. it just trapped <laughs> like in there? Like.
0: I, I would imagine blessing it put some sort of like barrier yeah. around it, but we'd have to ask Lorraine Warren about Annabelle in her case <laughs> because I'm not quite sure what they do to keep wow. her in there. Creepy. There needs to be a manual and like proper storage <laughs> of haunted objects. <laughs> so they they should put that book out. I'm sure they'd make a good amount on it.
1: Absolutely. I'd read it.
0: So what have we after hearing about the Anguished Man and the Dark Mirror, what have we learned from this lesson? Everything can be haunted. <laughs> You could what have, about that plant right there? <laughs> I know. It, I think that's what makes it so terrifying. Is it's not just dolls. Haunted objects go farther than we ever thought. Yeah. And I enjoyed researching it. Did you?
1: I did. Yeah. It was really interesting. That was more. Uh, there's a million and one dolls that you can research that are that are oh, haunting. Oh sure. um, But when I found the the anguish man the the mm-hmm. painting, it was like ooh. It is. It's, I found like the blood part really disturbing. That mm-hmm. he used his blood and then committed suicide. Like right. This is spirit or soul trapped into that painting it sounds like it like that's really sad like he's just sad for eternity
0: the Englishman man is a proper title i would say for that i enjoyed doing this too i think haunted objects you can really go down the rabbit hole yeah and you can really scare the crap out of yourself (laughs) which is why we're recording in the middle of the afternoon
1: and not at night (laughs) like i said
0: hard 3 p.m cutoff time (laughs) indeed So as we're getting near to that time, I think we can leave the listeners be, and we hope to see you in episode three, because a little spoiler, we're going south, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I don't... (laughs) I don't know. Somebody could take that in a different (laughs) way. Not in a sexual way, (laughs) just in a geographic way. We're going going to to South Carolina. (laughs) We're going to the deep south, in case you didn't catch that by the y'all. All right. So for now... We hope you've enjoyed the episode, and we will see you next time. As always, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your cool friends.